Back at it again. Birdie's not BS. Dougie Fresco here. Cheyenne Woods. Wait, what? Cheyenne. I'm here. Cheyenne Woods. I know. I'm not lost. I'm here. <laughs> I'm back. I, I, I don't know. I don't. Where'd you come from? Like, how are you? I just, you know, popped up, and you guys happened to have a camera here, so I, I felt like figured I would sit down and the camera appeared. So happy to have you again, Thank Shai. You. It's been a while. It's been a while. We also been have, a minute. have my wife, Marty Bell, yes. who produces our pod with us today. So, Marty Bell. Hello. She's going to play moderator for a conversation with Cheyenne and I. And uh, we've got some announcements to make, but you're going to have to listen to this whole episode before we actually make said announcement. <laughs> so, I don't know if they're ready for what we got to say, Shai. It's going to be exciting. It's so, they have to stay tuned. Very it's going to be exciting. So, stay tuned. <laughs> Marty Bell, take it away. Thank you very much, Doug. So it's a pleasure to be here with you all again. It's been a while since we did a full-on conversation. I like, know. What, two years ago? I think it was Aaron, yeah, Aaron, the very Aaron beginning. Aaron Hicks was with us the last time that we, we yeah, did Yeah, no, but together. when I was on with you guys, it was yeah, two years ago. we did ago. the Q&A. Oh, yeah, At the beginning. The yeah. right. No, that wasn't. Yeah. I thought, no, she was just did everything for Aaron's episode. Yes, gotcha. as okay. usual. I was just behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. Sitting on the floor. Felt for like you were there. spirit. So this episode is called A Love Letter to Golf. Mm. And it's because Doug always says that Birdie's Not BS is our love letter to golf. And I want to know, what would you write in your letter to golf? Man, I don't even know how to start, Shia. Like, (laughs) You know, uh, it would start with Dear Golf. That's a good start. That's where it would end sincerely, Doug. (laughs) (laughs) Not love, Doug. Not all the best. No. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you know, I feel like golf is is one of these things that's so frustrating, is so, you know, joyous that you cover the gamut and all the experiences and emotions that you feel throughout the game. Like some days you got it, some days you don't. Some weeks you got it, some weeks you don't. And, um, you know, in, in writing a love letter, I would really express that, you know, this is actually a kind of a love-hate kind of affair. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't mean me harm. So that's kind of how I would kind of, Mm-hmm. outline a, a love letter to the game. I like that. I think mine would be more of a thank you to golf. Um, like you said, with all the ups and the downs, the trials and the tribulations that golf brings to your life, whether you play professionally or not, it teaches you so many things as well. Experiences, life lessons, the people that you meet, the places that you travel. So mine would be a thank you to golf for everything that it's brought into my life. Yeah, no middle fingers for Cheyenne. Yeah, so, it's so all love over here. Yours would say, dear golf, I love you. Yeah, as With little stars and as hearts. you were to me, you, thank you. You dirty bastard, <laughs> I love you. Yeah. yeah. And yours would say, dear golf, thank you for... I, no, mom would say, let's keep rolling. You know, I, I, I feel like um, in the last, hell, year, it's been really different golf. Because, you know, we're not trying to play so much. Well, I don't know about Shy, but <laughs> I haven't been trying to compete as much. I've been mm-hmm. taking a whole different uh, vantage point of the game, you know, doing some things with the PGA of America and Reach and, you know, PGA Tour Live and True Spec and Golf Channel. Like, it's, it's, it's a yeah. whole different angle. But I'm trying to just make sure, you know, hey, dear golf, just hang in there with me. Like, don't, <laughs> don't go nowhere right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> dear golf. For me, I think it would be, dear golf, I wish you were more open-minded. Mm. You all, see, you always take it there. Like she, <laughs> she, she always take it there. You know what I mean? What, 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 what? Being as a producer, right, and having to to put up with all the <laughs> outside, behind the camera things. What, what makes you say? What in your experience gives you that attitude? Uh, well, to be 
honest, behind the scenes of golf is not very diverse. Mm. So we are starting to see a lot of people of color in the front of the camera or on the microphones, which is awesome. But behind the scenes, I don't really see or know any people of color, females specifically of color, who are producing yeah. in golf. And if you do know somebody, let me know. Yeah, we can point. Because <laughs> I honestly over, don't. And so there. it starts there. Um, I think it starts with just being more open-minded to new ideas, to new approaches. I've had some conversations with people who work in the golf industry and golf media specifically, and my experience is usually the same old, same old. Mm. So, yeah. That's why my love letter would say that. It, sound, it don't sound like you writing a love letter. It sound like you. <laughs> Mine would be more like a <laughs> breakup <laughs> letter. No, to whom it may concern. Uh, Monty Bill got a comment card for yeah. golf. She don't have no letter. Mine would be more like a breakup letter. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. I, Damn, that's cold. I know I've said that before. That's all right. That's <laughs> no, so, but it's sometimes real. Sometimes I do feel it's like real, it. It's real, though. Sometimes I feel like, dear golf, why don't you want me? Yeah. Mm. That's yeah. Have you ever felt that way? Honestly, no. Because, like, for me, it's always been like instances that 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 I didn't feel welcome. It was never like the whole game because for every asshole that's out there, there's somebody that wants you to to mm -hmm. have the best experience, or they want to teach you, or they want to show you, take you under their wing. So um, I can't I can't speak on on that side so much because for every like I said asshole thing, there's been like some good Samaritan that's really kept me around the game. Yeah, I agree. I think, too, with maybe the way that we came up in the game of always being involved with different organizations, you're surrounded by good people who want you to learn and enjoy the game. So for me, growing up in whether it's a junior program or a college team or, you know, a professional tour, you're surrounded by people who love what they do, similar to you, and kind of want to keep you in the environment. Yeah, so. all that stuff's kind of situational. Like, yeah. you know, like if you if you go on the wrong side, the wrong city where, you know, you got a pro that's, that's not up to the times, you know, you're going to feel unwelcome, you know, and and I point at that pro. I don't really point at the game. Like, so is there a lot of people that haven't kind of, you know, stepped up with the times or molded to the times, whatever concept you want to, you know, take? Yeah, there's plenty of people like that. But luckily for the baby boomers, they're starting to retire and the game's <laughs> going to start to look different real soon. I like that you guys have a lot more of a positive approach to it. And I think that's awesome. And I think that's why Birdies Not BS has been such a great show for so many people. Because I remember from the first episode, Doug was kind of like, go out there. Like, don't, you know, don't let what you have heard stop mm -hmm. you from trying this game. I said game. that. I, I think, yeah, you yeah, said that. I think it was like <laughs> episode one or two or three. I, I, don't, I don't remember anymore. But so speaking of our love letters to Gov. How has golf evolved over the past three years in your eyes since we started? Oh so we gosh. started in 2019, it's yeah. been three years. How do you think it's evolved since then? I feel like there's been such an evolution in the game of golf. And one, partly because of COVID and the pandemic and the growth of golf and people just getting into it. And there's so many different avenues and people seeing that golf is a friendly space and a more welcoming space than maybe they thought before. Um, so I would say in that realm, it's evolved so much. And then also in the media realm mm -hmm. of just so much more diversity. And we've talked about this. Is it genuine or not? At the end of the day, it's there. You know, diversity is there. And there's so many different looks of golf now, not just one. So that's been exciting. No, I think golf had to take a hard look at itself, you know. And, and I, I really hate using this, this George Floyd death murder as a, as a starting point. But I, I do point to that to that instance, um, because that's when I felt like golf tried to change. That's when everybody said, kind of, hold up, this shit is, this shit is too much. Like, um, and, and since then, 
you know, we we've had you know people code word the PGA Tour's efforts as giving out minority exemptions, but I actually think they're great. Um, I, I think we expect too much of our players that do get exemptions into these these tour events because they're playing. Uh, courses that are, are tough, the pins are different, the green surfaces are different, the complexes, everything is different, and the pressure is unreal. But what I, I do appreciate is golf, uh, everybody, the PGA Tour, the PGA of America, USGA Golf Channel, everybody has said, yo, what can we do? What can we do? What are we not doing? What can we do? And I also want to give a shout-out to – the golf brands that have popped up for minorities. Uh, they're not for minorities. They're for everybody, but they're actually minority-owned businesses. So shout-out to the Eastside Golf guys. Shout-out to, to Trap Golf. Uh, even Malbin, uh, Steve Malbin, who kind of paved the way a little bit, and all the other ancillary kind of, you know, golfing lifestyle brands that have come up through through COVID. So I think the landscape is is way different than, than it was three years ago. So – Overall, though, I feel like it still has a lot to work on, the mm. industry as a whole and in, in general, golf as an industry. So what does golf still need to work on for you? I mean, golf, golf still needs to decide who it wants to be when it grows up. I don't think they've, mm -hmm. they've decided. You know, golf's golf the, is pretty old. I know it's one of the oldest <laughs> games. But, I think it's been growing. You know, but I'm, I'm saying that to make a point that there's a lot of people in these seats of power and these seats to, to – to make changes that are are stuck between this new wave and, and the old school way to do things. And I think that consternation is really interesting because the people with kind of the new attitudes, they're having a tough time pushing policies and things through and seeing things through fruition because of this old guard that still kind of hovers over them in the board seats. So it's tough. We still need, we need courageous people. That's my attitude. As long as people are being courageous, we'll be all right. Mm -hmm. I agree. Like outspoken people who are willing to have a passion and speak up for it. Um, I also feel like golf, the, the part of golf that I would like to see continue to change is the price of golf. Because <laughs> I do feel like that's a huge barrier for juniors and just people, new people who are getting into the game. Maybe different outlets for renting. I know everyone can rent clubs, but just making it more accessible. It's $100 to rent clubs in some places. Make it more accessible. Have options of playing six holes or 12 holes. More par three courses. We've had so many episodes about this. Yes, yes. Um, but More shorter rounds. Yes. Dear yes. golf, you're ruining my marriage. <laughs> you're taking too long. <laughs> she said that. I didn't say that. So I do think that I know there's a few courses out there that have those options, but they're very few and far between. So I think that would be an awesome next step in golf and evolution of opening the door for more people and giving them access to playing golf in different ways. All right, so let's switch it up a little bit. I feel like we started so serious, and <laughs> Birdies Not BS has always been fun, and that's something that I love but about this show. We gotta take it serious too, though. Like, we do. We got, there's a time. We've had some very serious and like heart wrenching episodes. We've had some really fun ones. Overall, I think that that's what makes the show so great, and it's made it so popular. Is that the combination of having the topics that are easygoing and the topics that are a little bit more difficult to talk about, 
make it a more dynamic conversation. So what are the top three episodes of each of for each of you Man, of Birdie's Not BS over the last three seasons? But we got like the same, like some of us like So we both love the Bugaboo. I love that episode. That's, that one was, was fun because it was like something Yeah, it was venting and something everybody can relate to because we've all <laughs> seen that person. Am I a golf bugaboo? Yeah. A lot of you people are bugaboo. So you need to listen to that episode and stop. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed that one. You know, one I didn't enjoy you know the ideation of was is golf racist? I didn't. I didn't enjoy um, how I thought that would make us look. You know, first launching a podcast, <laughs> yeah. especially being two brown voices, um, with shit to say. I I, I didn't want to do it. I, and you know what? I'm glad we did. Looking back at it, I think it was a conversation that um, that sparked conversations. I don't know if it changed anything, but. I got we got to get it off our chest and it was it was fun to record. So you didn't enjoy it, or because this is supposed to be a top three episode. No, I didn't enjoy. It. No, I'm talking about the build up. <laughs> Going I into no, it, I enjoyed it. I thought it was okay. I so it is top three. No, right. it was a top three because I didn't want to do it, and then we did it, and we you know we listened to it, and we actually said some things that resonated with folks, and the feedback came in, and you know that's when it really hit. Like, damn, this was a conversation that needed to be had, and. Like, Do you remember though how hesitant he was yeah. when we approached him about yeah. doing that? Very much. Yeah, Very scared. Damn. <laughs> but, but I no want to say so you taking so, that a little too far. I want to say something about that though because there's a reason why he was scared. Mm. I think I won't say scared. Not I was scared. hesitant. Yeah, hesitant. He wasn't hesitant. scared. He hesitant. was hesitant. He was hesitant. Yeah. But there's a reason and I think I I thought about it for a long time because I've seen him come up. I've seen Doug come up for years in golf and I've been I haven't known him his whole life but I've heard a lot of stories and the simple fact that you have to grow up in a in an arena where you're constantly code switching mm-hmm. like he has to constantly code switch it's getting a little bit easier and a little bit less yeah. of that but overall I've seen him and and the the I understand why you would be hesitant because you don't want to make everybody mad in the industry that you're in. Yeah, yeah. your livelihood I mean, I'm depends off on. Golf right now, yeah, so we gotta we gotta protect the base. Yeah, but at the same time, we call the show "Birdies Not BS" for a yeah. reason, right? <laughs> damn sure, hey, you're right about that. Yeah, to keep it real. And someone has to have the conversation, and I don't really remember people having the conversation prior to that episode. So I think yeah. it was no. kind of it was a nice spark of conversation for people to understand where we're coming from, our thoughts, ideas, people to. I don't know, converse with each other. So it was good. That was one of my favorites, too. I'm glad that you brought that up, that no one else was having that conversation, because that is something that I'm really proud of. I am proud of the fact that Birdie's Not BS was the first show of its kind in podcasting. We were the first show by people of color, produced Mm. by people of color, and with two people of color on the microphones ever in golf. Yes. So, and and I think that's something to really freaking celebrate. Yeah. It is. We were ahead of our time. We were ahead of our time. (laughs) By about a year. Yeah. All three years ago when we got this this started. You know what? You know, one thing, you know, you talk about individual episodes. I'm, I'm more proud that, you know, we built something that we have friends want to be a part of, you know, um, Cheyenne, you know, missed a couple episodes record with us because she was her schedule was too crazy. Like, what did we couldn't even figure <laughs> out how to how to get her to return a text message? I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Damn, no, I'm kidding. No, no BS, but, okay. No, right? No. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like we, we had. A she lot did of, get back to us. <laughs> we had a lot of people come in and and really do a great job and keep keep this alive and keep it afloat and and we got to even open up avenues for other people with their voices to expand VR platform. So that's probably, you know, all of them, man, all, <laughs> all of them. I hate to be like that, but I, I've enjoyed, 
I've enjoyed working with Cheyenne. I think this podcast also brought us closer together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she's fam. So it was it was dope to when we moved out here, we created this thing and it popped mm-hmm. and we were able to grow it. So I Yeah. The whole the whole effort was dope for me. Yeah. Okay, so you've said two episodes. I told you. I'll, favorite I'll, episodes. I'll, 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 Cheyenne, give me another one because it's three for each one. So I'm not, each one of you. Um, one of my <laughs> favorites in terms of getting caught up in the conversation and almost forgetting it was an interview was um, Dr. Bob Winters. And oh, I know yeah. a lot of uh, listeners really enjoyed that as well because yeah. it's such a big part of the game. And it's a part that drives a lot of us crazy. Um, and he gave so many interesting little tidbits about that aspect of the mental game. Um, so that was one of my favorites that I learned from and I enjoyed. And I know a lot of listeners enjoyed too. Oh, my God. That's probably one of the most downloaded episodes yeah. in our slate. I will tell you that for sure. What else for you, Doug? Another you know, episode. There's two that come to mind for me. You know, one, I liked, I liked having George Gankus on. Um, one, because George is a friend. He's dynamic. But also because we, we were able to just have a real conversation. And I think one question that, that still kind of sticks with me is how do you pick a coach? And, and he, if you look at, listen to that episode, he kind of stutters and he's like, shit, I don't, that's a great question. How do you <laughs> pick a coach? And I think sometimes in golf as players, we, we kind of use coaches as crutches. And we, we, we don't own kind of what we're doing on the course. And we have to get somebody else to tell us what to do or point to where the North Star is, et cetera. And, you know, for George to just come on and, and kind of point to, I don't know, this is what I try to do. <laughs> and if you want to do it the way I'm doing it. We're all trying to figure it out. out. Yeah. And, you know, I learned some things in that, le- in that conversation. And I hope our listeners did, too. Okay, I've got another one. I really enjoyed our episode with Boyd Summerhays. Um, because his family is so two. interesting. Yeah. Um, not only his family and the history of golf, but then also his kids and how he's incorporated golf while he's still teaching and traveling, um, allowing his kids to still love golf and compete and play together is so impressive. Um, so I really enjoyed that conversation of just seeing how he did it because you don't see many golf families like that in the industry that have the history and then continue the history generation after generation. Uh, you know what's, what's, what's another episode that kind of comes to mind is is the George Le- Lopez episode. Oh, oh yeah. season two. That was at yeah. the beginning yeah. of that COVID. Was, that was when, yeah. <laughs> you know, George, what I enjoyed about that episode isn't more so just us recording it. Is is George taking the time after the episode to kind of coach, mentor me on on the questions and where I miss questions mm. and where I what I could have said and should have said. So you know, just having a vet on like like George Lopez to to come in, have the conversation, and they'll still take the time to kind of point where we could have gone deeper and where we missed. I think um, I appreciated that a lot. You know, that was interesting because that was one of our first, actually, I think he was was our second guest. Oh, yeah. Aaron Aaron was our first first. guest, and then we had had, um, George as our first guest starting the season right when COVID hit. So it was hard for you all because... You were trying to get used to interviewing. And we were virtual. And we were all in virtual. different rooms. Because we weren't letting Cheyenne into the house. <laughs> yes. I was pregnant. And I was like, you super, ain't coming in Super here. strict COVID rules here at the... And I'll be honest with you. That's the first the house. Like, like George, George Lopez is a star. Like, he got his name on the walk in Hollywood, right? So we, we're not just talking to a friend. We're talking to a to an actual legend. celebrity yeah. that's really done this for years. I mean, I think, you know, George at the time was like 58 or 9, you know, when recording. So he's been in the game for, you know, 30 years. So to be able to just to kind of just wing a, <laughs> wing an interview, Shy. Yeah. You kind of did. <laughs> yeah, it was 
That was it. Was we an did. interesting, interesting lesson, though. I think for all of us, right? That as the first big guest that we had on, I mean, on that level, and yeah. it was just kind of yeah. like, okay, we got to do better at preparing. Mm -hmm. and <laughs> yeah, George, George taught me that. Hey, you can't just wing this stuff. You gotta, you gotta go in there and be prepared. But y'all should still listen to that episode because it was actually a really fun conversation. Yeah, he had a lot of great stories. Yeah, and and I wanna I wanna do more with George. George, holla at me, man. Holla at me. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some of the things that happened behind the scenes. So we, we're, we're talking about, we, so far we talked about what people have listened to already or maybe haven't yet, but some of the stuff, I think some of my favorite memories happened when the microphones were off. Yeah. So what can you think of that are some of your most cherished moments behind the scenes of Birdies Not BS? I would say when we first started out and you making the makeshift soundproof area <laughs> where <laughs> we're both sitting at our little table and we had pillows surrounding yeah, had us pillows. everywhere yeah, set had, up. We had pillows on an island. Like yeah. On the, I, I think we got that on the desk. No, on the desk. Remember? Because we were recording oh, in our guest yeah, bedroom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the guest bedroom of a two-bedroom You were sitting apartment. about that. But I do have to say that first season, a lot of people complimented us on how good the sound yeah. was so yeah. producer doing producing things thank you <laughs> thank you holler at me call me yeah <laughs> you know it's funny you talk about um aaron hicks earlier to bring him back up i think that was a dope after the scenes kind of situation because we recorded a pod and then the conversation that we had it's like none of us wanted to stop that conversation like we end up going to a restaurant down the street and, 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 and had the worst food ever but worst the food, best conversation worst food best convo and um you know, that was that was cool because, you know, at the time, I don't think we all knew we knew Aaron very well. So for him to take the time to come on hey, yeah. and then like to, to let us kind of into his life and what he yeah. does and, and how he manages baseball and, and golf and his love for everything. And mm -hmm. that was dope. Like that was a good that was a good day. Yeah, like, I think in general, like behind the scenes with guests has been pretty cool of just before the show, getting to know them after the show. You have that connection of just after the conversation. I think that's a really special moment too. just. A lot of our guests we had never met before. Never. So no. you kind of go on and you try and figure out how the conversation is going to flow. And I think that's actually a pretty special moment is finding that connection and, and getting to know somebody on the spot. And you Cheyenne's schedule. Like, <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. You know, when we first started. <laughs> that is one thing I am not going to miss. Like, <laughs> I love you. Oh, man, I know. Gosh. I know. It's the worst. <laughs> Cheyenne, Cheyenne's schedule is, is tough. You know, especially when we started, you know, she's playing full time. Yeah. She's on the road every week. And we were all just trying to get together, try oh to find gosh. a block of time. And it's like she had practice. We would have to record three out. episodes at you, once. You yeah. was pregnant and we yeah. were trying to get the baby ready. And and then, hell, we didn't even stop when Rincey was born. Like, we still yeah. kept recording. We only like, skipped one episode after Rincey. Like we, and we, kept we, it, we kept it going. And I, don't, I just don't think people understand, like how hard this shit is to do. Like You have every to be week. consistent. Yeah. Like you every have to week. Be consistent. Like, yes. the, like, I mean, yeah, our, then there were only 10 minutes, right? But, like, you, but we batched them. We recorded yeah. four, And it's more than 10 minutes. Like, you know, the setup that it takes oh, yeah. for you and brainstorming topics, topics. and figuring out what we want to say. Well, and <laughs> I was going to say, so that's one of my favorite memories was, was season one when you would come, Cheyenne would come over to the house every time. <laughs> Um, and I would always cook something. Either me or Doug would cook something. So yeah. it, we would always have dinner before yeah, we would record an episode or three. That's funny. And so there was always like this fun little family dynamic that we had before the episodes. Doug was always semi-prepared. He was always <laughs> no, like last no. minute writing his notes. And then Cheyenne was like, okay, brainstorming with him. And then <laughs> y'all will drink something while I would be setting things yeah. up. Yep. <laughs> Gotta have something to drink. But remember the one time where your friend came over and I made pozole? Oh, yeah. 
yeah. And I made that salsa, that sauce so that, that was super spicy. Yeah, yes. She, yes. It, it was so spicy. The entire place smelled like spicy, yeah. just, just pepper. Our just, eyes were watering and we had to go on the balcony, yeah, turn the fans don't, don't on. Don't make that again. That shit it was tasted hot. really good, Everyone though. Was it like, did taste good, but it was hot. But yeah, <laughs> My poor friend from Iceland probably had never experienced anything yeah, like that before. Like that. Nothing like that. She was hot. <laughs> never had Mexican she was, food like that. She yeah. was hot for the first time. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> But it was it's just funny because that those were the ways that we would bond before mm-hmm. before we'd record. And like yeah. nobody gets to see that, right? Yeah. But it was a cool experience to have that and, and be able to like cherish those moments yeah. and become closer. Yes. Yeah, Cheyenne Very taught special. me how to prepare for podcasts. So I I might owe Cheyenne a lot more credit <laughs> than I think I give her. You gotta brainstorm, research, write it down, yeah. have your talking yeah, oh points. Oh my gosh. You know, <laughs> Not just show up. No, because I, I do a podcast with Will Lowry now, so it's like, whoa, yeah. Will. What, I'm like you. We, I, we switch seats on that part. Welcome. Yeah. Uh, yeah right? Welcome to the seat. <laughs> Shout out to Will Lowry. So, what's next for each one of you after Birdie's Not BS? Well, this last year, I kind of dove into the Golf Channel realm of things and I did commentary, um, in-studio analysts, analysis, whatever, um, and tried out different roles of what golf media is like. And so for me, I kind of want to explore that a little bit more. I think the podcast was a great intro to that of getting comfortable talking about golf and being able to talk about golf. So I really enjoy that. So I'm going to test that out a little bit more and see see how that goes. Um, next for me... Um well, I'm still playing, so I got tournaments coming up. They're not as frequent as they used to be, but, you know, the numbers are lower, so I don't know what's cracking. You know, I've been listening to old episodes. And yet he complains that he never gets to practice. <laughs> I, I, I haven't. Like, let's just get, get out in the open. I just think I know now how to, like, get more out of the, what little time I have. Um, I started doing some work for PGA Tour Live, so we're doing some live broadcast PGA Tour. It's crazy, like, starting out announcing in the PGA Tour broadcast yeah. as an analyst, and it's yeah. been, like, the different worlds, yeah. Like, like the people that I've heard for years who are the soundtrack to golf, I'm like talking with them about the game. You know, we got some stuff with Golf Channel. I've done some analyst work. I've done some interviews. I've done some live hits for them. So live is different, though. Like, I like, like live. live. It's live, fun. Live is different it's when exciting. everything goes on time. Yeah. Like I had, a, I was at the Rocket Mortgage, and I had to do a report from the John Shippen, and the Travelers Championship went into mm. a – Eight hole playoff. Okay, so you're just on standby. Well, I was supposed to do my hit yeah. at like five forty-five. I don't go on till yeah. like eight fifteen. So we just yep. everybody just standing around like waiting. I don't know what we gonna get. Um, but yeah, more broadcasts. You know, True Spec still holding everything down. So shout out True Spec Golf. And um, so now it's True Spec. It's PJ Tour Live. It's Golf Channel. It's it's everything. I'm I'm trying. You're to... allowed to shout out your other podcast. Oh, shout out to um, <laughs> shout out to. Um, Will Lowry and, and Kaz and Brian Riley, who, you know, we do Beyond the Fairway Golf Channel. Go, go, go follow that, too, if you want more. More Dougie Fresco. I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm out here. I'm trying. I'm talking a lot right now. A whole lot, yes. Do you, do you all feel like uh, you, it, being in podcasting has allowed you to be a little bit more comfortable with your own voices? Yeah, I think so. Because for me, at least, being an athlete, you kind of restrain yourself or can yeah, constrain yourself, um, just restricting your opinion and being so public with it, just because, like, is golf racist episode. You don't want to ruffle any feathers or 
say anything too controversial, um, but this show has really allowed me to be comfortable in that. And it's okay to have an opinion. It's okay to have a voice and feel away. Um, so it's allowed me to kind of embrace that a little bit more. You know, it's funny, like, she working with Marty Bell make everything way easier. I feel like <laughs> she, the way she produces versus our other producers that we have throughout the channels and stuff, like Marty Bell keeps kept us on our toes. Like we, it was it was no break. There was it was. What are we here? What are we doing? What are we doing? This that this <laughs> and and it, everybody else is a little bit more lax. So as it relates to like preparation, I think the pod really prepared me to be able to do all these other things because like working with you is hard, girl. I don't care what nobody <laughs> said. We'll put it out oh, there. Thank you for <laughs> letting no, I mean, people you, know that working with me. Is that's what I'm saying. She gets it done, but she's a stickler too. Like you know what I mean. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. To try to keep everything going. You held a house down, two <laughs> crazy people, and, like, shit was crazy. It is hard working with your spouse, I will say that. That's damn sure. It's, uh, it's challenging um, because, as a producer, I do want everything to be professional. I like things to go a certain way, and and I put a lot into it. That's I mean, right. it's It's what I do, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's difficult for me to, like, pull away from that and having to remind myself that, I'm married to Doug and I'm friends <laughs> with Cheyenne yeah. because like that's, we still yeah. have a life outside of the podcast. Yeah. Like outside of the podcast, we are still yeah. friends. <laughs> we're still, family. you know, we're, we're family yeah. basically. That's, it. that's all we got. So sometimes it's a, it's a little tricky, but I think we've done a really good job, uh, you know, managing everything. Yeah, um, but overall, I want to thank you because it's been a great time and a great opportunity also to just kind of learn something different. You know, mm -hmm. golf, I mean, golf has always been around my life, but it's never been in media around my life. So now I have this other experience in media and I love it. It's, it's been interesting. It's been pretty cool. Yeah. So people are probably wondering what's next for Birdies Not BS. Oh, man. Well, I think we need to let the people know what we told them we was going to tell them. When we, what did we, we tell them? started the episode. <laughs> You know, you see the champagne in the back, <laughs> Cheyenne and I. Oh, and yeah. So Marty Bell and Cheyenne started this thing. Like, they told me, like, you're doing it. And I was like, whatever. We did not tell you. We were started. like, come on, Doug. Yeah, see, they, I was coaxed. But um, this is our last episode of Birdies Not BS. This is the show finale, as they say, on Netflix. And it, I, I think um, when we started this, we had no idea what it could do. And after starting it, it's actually done so much for for me personally and, and kind of my broad my broadcast um, platform or or foundation that I've gotten more ways to talk about the game now mm -hmm. and you know trying to keep up with Shy and 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 her schedule and now my schedule and now your schedule with babies you know mm -hmm. we 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 hate to do it but this is uh, mm -hmm. this is the victory lap. <laughs> It's been exciting. Um, I mean, what was it? Two years ago? Two and a half three. almost? Three, almost three years? years oh my three gosh. Years ago. Almost three years ago. Three years ago. But it's been fun. I mean, I had never done podcasting before, so all of this was new. And especially during the pandemic, I think it was a nice just project for us to work on and build and explore. Um, so it's been fun. I'm so grateful for both of you everything you've taught me and everything that we've done together. So thank you guys. No, it's been cool. <laughs> I mean, what, what, um, what's next? What's next? You tell us what is next? <laughs> well, I think that people definitely need to stay into, stay tuned and yeah. make sure you're signed up for the newsletter. So mm -hmm. go to birdiesnotbs.com. 
and opt in for the newsletter because we will be letting you know about the upcoming projects that are going on for Birdies Not BS. That's right. There are still projects. So yeah. we just still we still have some things in the wraps. It's yes. just, you know. We just can't tell you about we, it. Yet. We can't talk about all of them <laughs> right now. Uh, but for sure, make sure you're on the on the newsletter. So birdiesnotbs.com. Get on that newsletter because this is not going to be the last time you hear from us. No. <laughs> it might be the last official episode we record. Yes. But it ain't going to be the last time you hear yes. from us. But um I mean, to be real, this has been this has been amazing. You know, all, all the all the juggling that we've all had to do to to make sure we put out content that we felt matters. I think that's probably the most important piece to what what we've done, Shy, in the last um, three years is we put out stuff that we wanted to. We mm -hmm. we put out stuff that um, nobody forced us to talk about what we talked about. Mm -hmm. no, nobody had really well besides Marty Bell, but but. <laughs> It's what we wanted to say, and it was mm -hmm. our own voice. Yeah. Without FCC beeping us and all that kind yeah. of stuff, we got to say what we wanted to say. No, it was fun because every episode had a purpose as well of what we thought was important, what we thought people needed to hear, what we were passionate about, what we were passionate talking about. Mm -hmm. um, so that was a really special part of the podcast as well. So. Well, there's only one way to. There's only one way to end this, and that's to go out with a little sip of something. You know, and usually it's bourbon for me, but. Um, Special occasion. We're going to be super bougie. Super classy. Do you, you want to do the honors or should I open Go it? Go ahead and open it because okay. you, you was already off the mic. <laughs> Go ahead and open it. So for the people that do download and listen, right now my wife has a bottle of champagne that she is about to pop. And hopefully it doesn't go everywhere. But before we pop it, do we want to share the other big news? No, nah, there's no other news. We we got <laughs> things coming up. We got things coming up on our on our own. I mean, you know. <laughs> you're watching <laughs> If you're on camera, yeah, I got a little extra <laughs> something on my finger. <laughs> and we'll leave it there. So for more information, please follow Cheyenne Woods on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can see more about what's going on in her actual life. But, but I do want to toast to that, too. Oh, thank you. So you want to know what we're talking about, you got to tune in and watch this on YouTube. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Pop that thing. Ooh. Wow. That was smooth. That was not smooth, but it's okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Ooh, I am now pouring the champagne. Ah, sorry. Yeah. She's spilling it all over my spill. living room. That's I knew cool. I was That's cool. Spill. That's cool. Ooh. Good job. There we go. Perfect. See, Hold on. Gotta, gotta. She's so bougie, but is she on? Oh, it's gonna oh, overflow. No! Yeah. Oh well, we we toasted to the good life. <laughs> Sadie, where we are you? To the good life. <laughs> so we'll do this to Birdie's not BS yes. to where it's where it started and where it's taken us. Cheers. And where we'll all go after Yay. it. Cheers, salute. Cheers. I don't know why I love. I, I don't like saying it around my wife that because she's like it's vuv. It's, it's, it's vuv clico. I love champagne. It's vuv clico, and that's how we toasting it. Um, thank you all so much for rocking with us all this time. We we couldn't have done it without y'all. Actually, we didn't need y'all to put this stuff out, but we're just glad you gravitated toward it because you know this was our love letter to the game. But no, I'm kidding. But hey, to everybody, thank you so much, Cheyenne. You don't have to hear me say back at it again too much more. So I'm I'm pretty sure you back at it. it for the last time. Back at it for the last time <laughs> on the podcast. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Go sign up for that newsletter. Um, to everybody, Muddy Bell, thank you. Cheyenne, thank yes. you. Listeners, thank you all so much for tuning in and and uh, giving me a follow and all that good stuff. <laughs> I, I ain't got more much more to say yeah. for once. I think we're out. Cheers. I think we're out. <laughs> thank you so much, time. everybody. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed it. Salute. Can I get another glass of this shit, y'all?